Friday, March 9th, and we're drafting. We're in a 12-team head-to-head points league. So far, two picks are off the board. Not only do we have this draft to tell you about, though, we've got some news from around baseball. So it's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris here, and I am going to resume the draft. Chris Towers are on the clock. Mike Trout and Jose Altuve are off the board. Chris has the third pick. Only 45 seconds on the clock. We're going to try to get as many rounds in as we can. So Chris picks third. I pick fourth. Scott picks fifth. That was a coincidence. Nolan Arenado is off the board to Chris yeah, Towers. Yeah, totally strange that you just grouped all of you guys together at the front of the draft. You think I'm happy I'm about all that? All by myself at pick 12. You think I'm happy about that, Heath? Come on now. I don't like picking in between these two guys. We have the same, you know, philosophies. I'm going to go with Mookie Betts, fourth overall. Scott White, you are up, sir, with the fifth pick. Three, oh, let me tell the format. Head okay. To head, 12 teams, head-to-head points, uh, 21 rounds with 16 starters, one catcher, First base, second base, third base, shortstop, three outfielders, utility, five starting pitchers, two relief pitchers. Uh, Scott, you can go ahead and make your pick. Bryce Harper is your pick. All right, so far we have three outfielders off the board in the first five. We have Trout, Altuve, Arenado, Betts, and Harper. And we'll have Kershaw come off the board pretty soon, I I would assume. Here's who's yeah, I think I draft. think this is a pretty typical top five. Charlie Blackman sometimes enters this group as well. Uh, I think, I think it being a points league, Harper and his high walk potential makes it easier to justify him over Blackman. Kershaw actually went next, six, so yeah. Blackman is still on the board. Kershaw goes six, and you guys have Kershaw going after Blackman and Trey Turner, and for Scott, Giancarlo Stanton, but not for Heath, as I recall from our conversation a couple days ago. Adam. Yes. Did you realize there are four Adams in yes. this league? I did realize that. It's incredible. Let's talk about the cast uh, of characters here. First of all, another Adam is on the clock right now. Uh, so we have Andy. I won't give out last names. Andy uh, Brooks. Brooks has just a tremendous name, doesn't he? Uh, you know, you don't know his full name. But, uh, you know, I'll tell. It's Brooks Swanson. I'm rooting for him. That is just a great name. And uh, he's picking second. Why don't you give out his email address while you're at it? Chris, I've given out last names before. They're usually fine with it. Chris Towers, me, Scott. Uh, we have not comfortable with you giving out my last name. Do they? Did none of these people have like a Facebook account? Like their their last names just aren't already out there in the world anyway. Well, I mean, not to not to our podcast listeners. No, oh, please. Um, Somebody's gonna look them up and stalk them. So after Scott White, uh, the sixth pick is Eric. And the seventh pick is another Adam. He's on the clock right now. And then after Adam, we have Matt. We have TJ. We have another Adam. We have another Adam picking 11th. And then we have Heath at 12. Right Ooh. after two Adams. How about that? You don't think there's it. any chance all these Adams are just trolling you? I don't think so. Okay. It's a fairly common one. Yeah, We'll give them common. the benefit of the doubt. Pretty common. All right. So anyway... We're waiting for the uh, seventh pick to be made. Uh, you guys can kind of bully Adam A, another Adam A, by the way, into making this pick. I don't think we can. I think he actually is trolling you, and he is going to auto-pick. 
<laughs> no, he's not doing this on purpose. This is very annoying. This will be the second time he is now auto-picking. So, anyway, um, let's go through the news. Colorado signed Carlos Gonzalez to a one-year deal. Let's talk about that. What's the impact there? Yuck. It muddies an already muddy situation. This mm-hmm. was a team that probably had too many guys that we liked. I mean, we haven't said the name, Raimel Tapia, but he could have been fantasy relevant with enough playing time. He Gerardo Parra could have been uh, fantasy relevant with enough playing time. The most David interesting Dahl, David Dahl yeah. being David Dahl and Ryan McMahon, uh, where I saw it as a position, uh, position battle between those two with Gerardo Parra bouncing between right first, right field and first base as needed. Um, and look, I don't know that Carlos Gonzalez is going to be like just automatic everyday player. They don't have a big financial investment in him. He wasn't very good last year. So chances are one of those two, McMahon and Dahl, will still make the roster, but I imagine there's going to be some kind of rotation like we see happening in the Phillies and Reds outfields. So is is David Dahl, like, worth drafting now? You still have to draft him in Roto for sure. Yeah, five outfielder Lee. He'll be up at some point. And I, you may have answered this. I'm sorry. I'm trying to uh, fix draft issues that were that are pausing us. Is Carlos Gonzalez worth drafting? No. No, I don't think he can hit lefties anymore. He wasn't that good last year. I'd draft him in a five outfielder league. I would I would take him in the reserve rounds of a five outfielder league, yes. Yeah, like the fifteen team league we're doing, he's probably worth drafting around round twenty, but there you're talking three hundred picks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean he was a top fourteen outfielder of two thousand fifteen and sixteen and was terrible last year, but of course he came on strong. Last forty nine games, Carlos Gonzalez had a ten oh two or a thousand OPS basically. He had three twenty seven with eight home runs, but you know, you have to wait like five months now for Carlos Gonzalez to be good. Mike Moustakas is back on the Royals. One-year deal, mutual option for year two. He was the number 11 third baseman in points, number eight in Roto. He does not walk much, so he might be better in Roto than points. But he had 38 home runs. I, I, we were hoping for a smaller ballpark, but he's back on the Royals. So what does this mean for Mike Moustakas? I was writing about this this morning, updating the Royals' uh, team outlook. I, I don't really think this is good for anyone. There are very few places Mike Moustakas could have signed that would have had a worse combination of supporting cast and ballpark. So this was about the worst-case scenario for him. He now has to repeat last year's career-high power numbers just to be a startable third baseman. I don't think anyone should expect that. It's also bad news for the group of Hunter Dozier, Jorge Soler, Jorge Bonifacio, Chesler Cuthbert. Just two weeks ago, there were four jobs for those guys, and they all had a chance to be deep sleepers. Now there's two jobs for them. The one thing I will say that's a positive about this, and it's more of a positive of the last two weeks, I had downgraded Danny Duffy and Kelvin Herrera a little more maybe than I should have over how bad the Royals should be. In that time, they've added Lucas Duda, Mike Moustakas, and John Jay. I think they're probably closer to a 500 team than the worst team in baseball, and so Duffy and Herrera aren't in as terrible of situations as I thought they were going to be in. And I haven't really understood why we've all just decided as a fantasy community that Calvin Herrera is just useless now. Like He wasn't great last year, but before last year, he was really good. I expected a bounce back. My problem with him was a combination of being on a bad team and the expectation that if they were 20 games out of it, he was getting traded to be a setup man. Uh, all right, Zach Greinke's velocity is down. We have done nothing but shower Zach Greinke with praise. How are you guys feeling about it now? I remember this happening last year. <laughs> I just, I and. have such a hard time, like, caring about 
spring training velocity because you're talking about stadium radar guns or like a beat reporter saw someone's gun. It's not reliable. His velocity was fine in an earlier start. He hit 93. He was working consistently in the low 90s uh, in his first start of the spring. So I just, if he's throwing 85 by the end of spring, yeah, I'll be worried. But right now I have not moved him down. I, I hope you guys pass on him. <laughs> nope. Nope. Went through this last year and it was, it was easier to be concerned last year because he was coming off one of the worst seasons of his career and he kind of became a uh, kryptonite, I think, for some people with this report. And then the season started and he was fine and had a great year. Near Cy Young caliber year. And St. Louis manager Mike Matheny does not expect to have a set closer when the season begins. But we still expect it to be Gregerson if he's healthy, right? Yeah. I mean, all the, all the beat writers have pretty much touted him as the closer. And uh, I, I, he's the guy I'm going to draft. They do, like, I do think Dominic Leone, Tyler Lyons would be better. Um, but uh, what, what was that? Again? What was that? This, this mock draft. All right, all right, yeah. So we're we're back to drafting again. Just Lions, Leon, um, uh, maybe even you Bud get Norris. nothing. Heath Matheny uh, has not committed, but Gregerson is the front runner. He takes Paul Goldschmidt, Manny Machado. Let's recap round one. Here we go: Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper. Clayton Kershaw, there's your top six. Trout, Altuve, Arenado, Betts, Harper, Kershaw. Blackman, seven. Scherzer, eight. Kluber, nine. All right. Trey Turner, ten. Chris Sale, 11. So all four pitchers go in the top 11, and Heath goes, ah! And then he takes Paul Goldschmidt and Manny Machado at 12 and 13. And now People Chris were drafting Bryant. off your ranks, Heath. What I will say is... If the consolation prize is starting your draft with Paul Goldschmidt and Manny Machado, it's a pretty good consolation prize. I'm okay with that. I do, I'm, I've, I've seriously considered moving Goldschmidt down in points at first base. I think you could make an argument for any of the other three to be better than him this year. The thing is, he's also got great plate discipline. Yeah. He walks I, a ton. I think he, I still have him ranked number yeah. one. I'll take him here, and Machado. Uh, he's closer to the other guys. Yeah, though. it's very close. They, he went from being in a tier of his own to now it's a four-man tier, clearly. And I could very easily have the number one first baseman and number one shortstop this year. Yeah, you did not take Correa. You took Machado. So it's just a, t- a touch annoying on draft day because you can't put him at shortstop yet. Uh, you will have to use him as a third baseman uh, just for the first week. And you'll have to draft a, a good third baseman at some point, too, who will be a bench player for you. No, no, I think this, that's the key here is, and I've done this before, and if I have Machado on my team, I am looking pretty early at my utility and drafting a good third baseman and playing him there early in the season. Uh, and early in the season okay. means like through Wednesday, April 3rd or whatever. Ooh, wow, Giancarlo Stanton just went, oh no, we have to, we Four. have got to, we have got to back out this pick. We cannot have Justin Verlander being auto-picked the 15th over. We, Adam, I think Justin Verlander can go in the second round. Absolutely. I don't think that's that yeah. far-fetched at all. Yeah, in a I don't think, uh, yeah. We, it might, like, <laughs> this dude's not making his picks. No, he made his picks. Say. He made his pick, made his first pick. I don't know what happened to him on his second pick. All right, so let's recap. Um, what do you think about, uh, all four of those pitchers going in the top 11 with, with, uh, Kershaw going six? Scherzer eight, Kluber nine, Sale at number eleven. I I I think we've been trending that way for a while now. The deeper we get into draft prep season, the more obvious it becomes that those 
pitchers are worth paying up for, and in a points league, even more so. You're still going to particular, you know, you're picking in the back half of the first round. You're still going to get a first round caliber bat, at least in my mind, in the second round. So, you know, go seize the scarcity there, and uh, and you'll be pretty happy. Okay. Guys, uh, I want to tell you about a new sponsor, and then we will resume the draft. And this will be the last time I uh, I pause the draft, I promise. I know it's been annoying. But we have a new sponsor, and it's really, really important. It's awesome. It's 4HIMS. This is for you gentlemen out there. 4HIMS.com, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com. And the actually the URL you need to go to is 4HIMS.com slash F-B-T. So what is 4HIMS.com? It is a one-stop shop for for men for hair loss skin care, and sexual wellness. But we're going to talk about hair loss. 66% of men start losing their hair by age 35. So be proactive. Go to 4hims.com slash FBT. 4hims has medical-grade solutions, real doctors offering well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. So these are prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room. There's no awkward doctor visits. You're just going to save hours by going to 4 and You're going to save a lot of money, too, at 4 slash FBT. What you do is you answer a few quick questions. Doctors are going to review your case and prescribe you, and you'll get it directly to your door. You'll get what you need. And our listeners are going to get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would ordinarily cost you hundreds of dollars if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy, but instead... $5 for your first month while supplies last. 4hims.com slash FBT. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash FBT. 4hims.com slash FBT. And we're back to drafting. Anthony Rizzo goes with the fourth pick of round two. No, third pick. Then Giancarlo Stanton. So Machado, Bryant, Rizzo, and Stanton. And we are 16 picks in. Stanton going 16th is pretty... Unusual. Uh, I, everyone's drafting off Heath's ranks. That's what's <laughs> happening. Scott had him seventh. I think Heath has him seventeenth or sixteenth. Yeah. So we've just we've got the uh, the Heath fan club, I, which Clay. explains why this draft is going so poorly. I uh, I appreciate all these dudes and using my rankings. I I would like to invite everyone else to join the revolution. It's such a matter of preference between that group. I mean, we we talked about the top six hitters. You know. Uh, Harper and Blackman and Betts and Altuve, Trout, who was the other one, Arenado. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even there, like, I, I don't know that that would be the consensus top six. I I think there are basically 13, 14 first-round caliber bats. And apart from Trout and Altuve going one and two, they could go in almost any order. We've just got another auto pick, Adam Azer. Uh, can we turn the tables here? And I'd like to ask you, how, how, what are your feelings as commissioner of this league right it's, now? It's the worst. This is the worst. <laughs> can uh, we like, just point out the, the absolute two, worst draft of all time? Two, I'm so the two pissed off. Children. The I two problem s- children are Adams. Both Adams. I'm yeah. really angry right now, like extremely angry. But I'm also on the clock. So Justin Verlander goes 18th overall. Joey Votto to to is that you, Scott? You took uh, no, no. I oh, am you're up, up now. now. I'm sorry. You're yeah, I thought I was. And I am up. going to take with this Eric. pick. I'm going to take uh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, that is the guy I want to take. The <laughs> last of the elite four first base. Damn it! That's who I wanted. All right, so I've got an issue. I've got an issue. I need to talk about yes. it. Three outfielder league. You know how I feel about putting too many good outfielders 
So the best players are outfielders and Francisco Lindor. Um, and Gary Sanchez. Jose Ramirez is there too. Oh, Jose Let's Ramirez. Not sleep on him. All right. Yep. Dual el- the only one of the dual eligible I, elite hitters. Why are I'm you acting him. like this is a decision? Aaron Judge is still there. You're going to take Aaron Judge. I took Jose Ramirez. Jose oh. Ramirez, great plate discipline, best doubles hitter in baseball, arguably. That's huge in points leagues. So I took him, and now Chris took J.D. Martinez. Oh, rate. So I was thinking about J.D. Martinez. I was thinking about uh, George Springer, who I prefer to Aaron Judge in points leagues. Um, and, uh, yeah, all right. So I decided not to go with two outfielders, but I could have. I could have. I think he, I think you were you would have been the only one to go with Aaron Judge there, Heath, of everybody on this podcast. Yeah, I would have taken Aaron Judge about six picks ago. Yeah. Gary Sanchez goes, we're done with uh, two rounds now, so here's what round two looked like. Machado, Bryant, Rizzo, Stanton, Correa, Verlander on an auto pick, Joey Votto, Freddie Freeman, Jose Ramirez, J.D. Martinez to Chris Towers, Gary Sanchez, Madison Bumgarner, and now Noah Syndergaard. So the Trout owner goes Trout, Bumgarner, Syndergaard. Chris, I'm a little surprised with J.D. Martinez over Gary Sanchez. I know you love Gary Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. I, I J.D. Martinez is a better hitter. I, Gary Sanchez gets the positional bump, but I haven't really drafted J.D. Martinez yet this season either, so I kind of wanted that. And this has worked out perfectly because I had Springer and Aaron Judge as the next two guys I wanted to take. Only one of them was drafted in that turn, so I will happily take Aaron Judge with the third pick of the third round. All right, third round is Syndergaard, Springer, Judge, and now I'm on the clock, and I have another freaking difficult decision to make. So right now I have... Uh, Mookie Betts and Jose Ramirez. I'd really like to get a pitcher here, so it's either going to be Strasburg or maybe Granky, or do I go with Francisco Lindor? I don't think so. Ordinarily, I'd go with Lindor. But we have a guy auto-picking, so he's going to take two more pitchers by the time I'm up. <laughs> you could you could turn the auto-pick off and see if he makes his pick. Oh, man. He probably won't. I'm going to go with... Be- Fun to see the clock run down again. I, crap, I'm out of time here. I'm going to go with uh, wow. Strasburg. I'm going to go with Steven Strasburg. The Adams are ruining this draft. Um, all right, so I felt I just felt like I needed a pitcher. I'd like to get two really good pitchers. If I didn't take a pitcher there, I don't think there was. I was going to get two top 17 pitchers, and I really would like two top 17 pitchers. How do you guys yeah, feel Matt, about Bumgarner Cindergard pairing at the two three turn is a little unusual and, and may uh, speed up the rate at which the the elite starting pitcher, well, the second tier, I guess, after the super elite, may speed up how they go off the board. I'm going to pass one up here, though, because I think Francisco Lindor sliding to the third round is something I want to take advantage of. Uh. Uh, but it may come back to bite me. I, I've talked a few times about that 10-team head-to-head points leagues where I went uh, nine starting pitchers in the first 13 rounds, but none of my first three picks were pitchers. So I'm going to try that again, none of my first three picks pitchers. We'll see if I like how it goes in a 12-team league. Well, the next 12 will be pitchers, so I think he'll make up for it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm Now that you guys have all picked, I really think I'm going to do something I've never done before, and I'm probably going to take pitchers at the 3-4 turn. You have two hitters so far. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. You're going to get, like, DeGrom and Carrasco or DeGrom and Darvish or something like that. Unless the auto picks just take all the pitchers. That's possible. But, actually, we didn't have an auto pick there, did we? We had a, the guy who did auto pick actually made a real pick, and it was Zach Greinke. So here's round three in this 12-team points league. Syndergaard, Springer, Judge, Strasburg to me. Oh, Judge to Chris, Strasburg to me. Scott took Lindor, Donaldson, Greinke, Cody Bellinger. Now Luis Severino. 
the best pitchers available are still really good. They're still in that ace tier. Carrasco, DeGrom, Yu uh, Darvish, Carlos Martinez, guys like that. The best hitters available are Corey Seager, Ben Intendi, Reese Hoskins, Brian Dozier, guys like that. So the, the pitchers are a little bit better than the hitters right now, which makes sense. We've had a lot more hitters come, come off the board. Uh, with the 10th pick of round three, Carlos Carrasco. So let's take a look at, uh, through, through almost three rounds, there are so far three teams with two pitchers and two more picks to be made in this round. And let's see what Adam does. Another Adam. Adam so far has Chris Sale and Chris Bryant. And he is on the clock with 20 seconds left. We're almost done with three rounds here. Okay, this guy's name is Adam White. Are you sure they're not trolling us? Yeah, man. So this, guy, this guy's going to take Chris Archer. He took Corey Seager. Thank goodness wow. he took Corey Seager because the worst thing that can happen when you take Manny Machado at the 1-2 turn is for Corey Seager to fall <laughs> to the 3-4 turn because you don't really want to play Machado at third. But <laughs> that's what I was going to be forced to do. So my first pick is easy. I'm just going to take Jacob deGrom. Nice. And so I've got Goldschmidt, Machado, deGrom. This is where it gets a little more difficult, and you do have to do a little bit of reaching at the turns if you want to get your guys. So I'm going to go ahead and take Ben Intendi. I'm really disappointed that Adam White picked two Chris's to start his draft <laughs> and did not take Chris Archer and Christian Yelich oh, and then draft play. Heathcliff Slocum. What about Chris Davis, even with a K? Would that count? Y- yeah, I think I think he really ruined it. I think he had a really good thing going. Well, I don't think we want to criticize Adam White. He's the only Adam that has not ruined this draft. <laughs> it's so, so true. <laughs> it is so true. Uh, worst draft ever. So we're done with three rounds now. Ben and Tendi off the board for Heath. So Heath has one pitcher, one starting pitcher through four rounds. I have one starting pitcher through three rounds. Chris and Scott have none through three rounds. We Typical still have... Scotland. We have no relievers off the board yet, but we still have Yu Darvish, Carlos Martinez, who just went. Nope, Carlos Martinez just went. We have Yu Darvish, we have Dallas Keuchel, Robbie Ray, and Chris Archer. And those would be the last four of the tier. So, Scott, you'll get one. Chris, presumably. you'll get one. They could, they could all go in a row here, and I won't, but presumably. I will also take one. I will take yeah. – uh, but let's see who the best hitters are. We well, still have Dozier. Yeah. Who are some of the best hitters, guys? I'm going to Dozier, I mean – Hoskins and Carnacion. Anthony Rendon is still there in a points league. A one of great. four guys who walked more than he struck out last year. I I might pass up the pitcher if Rendon makes what? it. What, dude? No, yeah, I might. What? Big mistake. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is just so weird, Scott, because like two days ago you were talking about the draft. You took nine starting pitchers with your first 12 picks, and you loved it. And now you have none yeah. in your first well, three. Well, I mean, th- I've, I've really liked the values of the hitters I've been able to draft so far. I mean, Lindor mid-round three, Rendon mid-round four. That Scott's, doesn't normally happen. Scott's experimenting. That's fine. I like it. <laughs> That's what you do. I don't know that I'd call it experimenting. I'm just trying to do the best with the hand. Would you I say know. you're still drafting the Scott White way? Heath and I are both going to say it's experimentation. Uh, we've got – here's what we've got so far. Ben Benintendi, Carlos Martinez, Alex Bregman. Brian Dozier, you Darvish, and Reese Hoskins. Scott, can you lean your computer monitor forward just a little bit? Why you want sure, to see this I cue? can. Thank you. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, that made work. it worse. Sorry, back. There, oh, he's he's trying. We got cameras set up in here, and he's <laughs> trying to see my monitor, who I have in my queue. All right, hey, here we guess go. What? Let's set it up. Let's set it up. Jose Abreu just went. So Keiko, Robbie Ray, Chris Archer are all on the board. Scott, you're on the clock with 30 seconds left. Then it's me. Then it's Chris. Uh huh. 
Yeah, Rendon's still there. So I'm I'm taking Rendon. Don't have a third baseman yet. Rendon, Scott. Let's let's see where this goes. All right. The, uh, so now I'm on the clock, and I have Jose Ramirez, Mookie Betts, and Steven Strasburg. Yeah, like if this were a roto league, I'd probably consider Daniel Murphy here, or Christian Yelich maybe. Uh, but I definitely want a starting pitcher. So then it's who do I like best between Keiko, Robbie Ray, and Chris Archer? Yeah, let's go with Keiko, who says he's they're better than the Cubs. They will not have a World Series hangover. And now, Chris, you are up. And you you love Aaron Judge. Let me read this email from Tyler. We'll take a quick break from drafting here, and then I'll recap. Tyler from Minneapolis wants to know, who is this year's Aaron Judge, your favorite sleeper that's going undrafted that you're keeping an eye on? Glaber Torres, I think, could make a pretty good case to be this year's Aaron Judge, elite prospect who obviously has a spot waiting for him. They traded their third baseman and second baseman to make sure of it. Um, I don't know that he's going to win a job in spring training, but it won't be long afterward. Chris and I will just say in unison, Randall Gritchick, who has monster power, too many strikeouts, going to be in a great hitter's park. He could be the 40-homer guy this year that strikes out too much but has a high BABIP and turns out to be a great asset. Can I I want to point something out. You know how uh, Jorge Soler has been around forever and we're already done with him and nobody cares and he's not talented and he's a bust? Stop saying that. We all are somewhat interested in him. Somewhat. He is like 50 days older than Aaron Judge. <laughs> I like that. That's a good stat. Um, okay, Chris, you took a picture, right? You took Robbie Ray? I took Robert Ray. And you just felt like you wanted to get one of the potential aces? Yeah. Um, you could have got Otani in a few rounds. I thought about taking uh, Buster Posey, but I figured one of the next two guys after me has a catcher already. He took Gary Sanchez, so there's a 50% chance that Buster Posey gets back to me. Uh, if he does, I will either take Buster Posey or get a pitcher with a bit more certainty behind him. Does anybody like Wilson Contreras like close to as much as they like Buster Posey? I I used to have Buster Posey and Sanchez in the same tier. I've since dropped Posey to the same tier as Contreras. So, yeah. Um, but that being said, I think fifth round in a points league especially is perfectly fine time to take Posey. Yeah. yeah wasn't really... I don't think I'm going to do it. Are you up again? Okay, well, let's let's recap the, the last few picks. So after a little bit of a starting pitcher run, uh, well, I wouldn't call it that. Scott took a uh, Rendon, and then I took Keiko, and Chris took Robbie Ray. First closers off the board at 47 and 48 overall. Kenley Jansen, Craig Kimbrell, end of round four. And then Yelich and Tommy Pham go. That kind of sucks. I was hoping to get Yelich as my number two outfielder. And now Chris is back on the clock. But Heath, since you're not picking for a little while, what do you think about Jansen and Kimbrell going? You only need two relief pitchers uh, in this format. What do you think about them going at the end of round four in a 12-team league? I said with my last pick that you have to reach when you're at the turn if you want to get certain guys. If those guys wanted to have a, an elite closer, they had to take them right there. They were definitely going to go before it came back to them. It, is it a couple of spots too early in terms of my rankings? Yes, but that doesn't really matter when you're at that point in the draft. It's worth noting you don't need a closer in this league. Adam, you screwed up. I screwed up? It's all P spots. Oh, crap. oh that is super interesting. Oh, crap. So, but it's points. They're probably... <laughs> this is the but, worst oh, draft ever. 
So you don't have to take a closer at all. There's no reason to take one. You should just take starter. Wait, wait, wait. Now you, I had to, I had to, uh, back <laughs> and I just auto pick. You cannot so. pause this. No, I'm, and you I, just auto pick. Yeah. Because I was so embarrassed by my horrible, um, hashtag commish show. All right. So we're going to resume it now. All right. So, so, uh, commish show. Chris, you took, um, Tommy Pham? No. What, who did you take? You are so on tilt. Oh, you took Chris Archer. <laughs> and make make your pick and then talk. All right, you took Tommy Pham went second. You took Chris Archer after in third in this round. So I uh, that means the that starting pitcher tier is over. Chris got two of them. That was well done. I think I am going to probably take Edwin Encarnacion. I need a first baseman. Great pick. Really? Or Daniel Out, Murphy? Outstanding pick. He's by far my best player on the board. You could have taken him 15 picks ago, and I would have liked it. Okay, well. We are selecting Edwin Encarnacion to give me uh, Encarnacion, Jose Ramirez, Mookie Betts, Steven Strasburg, and Dallas Keuchel. I'm really happy about that start. Uh, every, you know, it's only five picks in, so people should be happy. All right, Scott, so, you know, almost got Chris Archer, two picks away. But that yep. tier is out, so what do you yep. do now with four hitters, no pitchers on your roster? Yeah, that tier is out, um, so I'm not— Terribly motivated to dip into the next tier. I think I'm just going to lean into it here, and wow, I'm going to take Nelson Cruz. I just appreciate you trying different things in a mock draft. Scott is shaking right now. It's listen, you like, you can have the same rough plan and it play out very differently based on what the eleven other people are doing around <laughs> you. It doesn't mean you're just throwing your plan out the window. Like you're just trying to win. That's all you're doing. Trying to win. Trying to win, just like all of you. Mm, this is so interesting. We'll have to see which team you like better, the starting pitcher heavy draft or the one where you are not going to take any starting pitchers <laughs> <laughs> at all. Uh, after Nelson Cruz, Jose Quintana goes. Um, then then a roll this Chapman. See, Chris is advocating for people not to take RPs, but that doesn't make any sense because— Yes, it does. Oh, oh no, I, RPs, yeah, that does, that does make sense. I, I assume we're going to treat it like— no, Chris, I, I would, I would RP. treat it, yeah, let's, for, at least for our sake, let's treat it like you need to start five starting pitchers and two relievers. We'll let the that's other. Annoying. That's boring. No, just do it, Chris. I mean, oh. that's, that's the most common points league. I just, yeah, format. my thing is just that in points league, closers kind of stink. Like, I hate them. Then don't I draft, really draft hate them late. Drafting them. But, but, you know, but you have to draft them because that's, that's what we do in points league. So, five starting pitchers, two relievers. Uh, and there we go. <laughs> now, catching up on round five of the worst draft of all time. We've got Yelich, Fam, Archer, Encarnacion, Cruz, Quintana, Chapman, Cole, Posey, Contreras. All right, 57, 57 and 58 for Posey and Contreras overall. I like that. Heath is causing anarchy in the draft room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, it probably doesn't make sense for us to mock draft using a lineup variant that nobody actually uses yeah so I, i'm with you Adam. says Team the guy scan. that has, doesn't have any starting pitchers yet. <laughs> that says definitely make these guys use picks on rp well, I, I don't, I don't have pitchers. any relief pitchers yet either. also there are eight pitcher spots <laughs> there are eight pitcher spots there are eight what, pitchers what was wrong like adam i well here's, here's what happened here's what happened to get the standard setup is check a box and it sets it all up for you like what were you doing Okay, here's what happened. Here's what happened. I I asked Scott White, "Hey Scott, do you have any leagues that I can use for for this mock draft?" And he said, "No, I don't." I said, "Okay, 
So I went back and I used a league that we used last year, but I didn't realize it was a head-to-head categories league instead of a points league. So I tried to set it up this morning as a points league, and I completely failed. Um, yeah. I didn't check the box. I set it up as a points league, but it kept the it kept the categories rosters, which were eight pitcher spots instead of SPs and RPs. This so is we a have comedy eight, of errors. Eight pitcher spots, none of which are actually <laughs> relief pitcher spots. So we will be drafting two relief pitchers and six starters. Yeah. I mean, who's not going to have a bench starter anyway, right? You know what? Honestly, I've looked at the draft so far. I really don't think anything has changed based on no. my, my normal expectation for a head-to-head points league. So Except I think, Scott hasn't taken any starting pitchers yeah, other because he saw that this was a different type <laughs> no, of league. That's so, not why. That's I was not. just going to load up on closers. <laughs> using a honest. different strategy. Yeah. Marcelo Zuna, 59th overall, and then Heath took Masahiro Tanaka, 60th overall, and then Lorenzo Cain, 61st. All right. Lorenzo Kane, I know we're expecting a big boost at uh at uh Miller Park. But this isn't Roto. Anybody think this was too early for Heath to take Lorenzo Kane? I'm just trying to start some controversy. No, no, I, take, I don't think take heat off I think me. it's a bit of a stretch in a points league. I think he am I the only one that prefers Lorenzo Kane to Marcelo Zuna? Uh yes. Yes. Yeah, in a points but league, I, I think so. Like I think this is the appropriate point to take Lorenzo Kane because I think when you Consider the things he already did well. You're taking him from Kaufman to Miller Park. Um, I'm putting, like, I'm putting an expectation of 20 home runs on him, even though he's never done it before. That park change is so extreme. And if you give him 20 home runs with everything else he does well, he's kind of like Andrew Benintendi. And I have him too. I agree that he is a lot like Andrew Benintendi. I just, I reached on him. I think Andrew Benintendi's probably being ranked too high in both points and rota. So you hate Heath's team. Yeah. Well, naturally. Well, you know, I, Heath, Heath had the 12th pick, so sometimes, you know, you got to reach a little bit. If you One other like thing about Kane is if he, like, two of the last three years, he's had a strikeout rate around 16%. That would help him a lot if he's there instead of the 20 that he was in the other years. Okay, now, um, recapping round six. We are into round six, and I will say that there is <laughs> – one pitcher left that I really want right now, and if he doesn't go, I'm going to take Justin Turner because I think third base is kind of shallow. And Andrew McCutcheon just went, so that's good. So now Scott is on the clock. Will he take that pitcher that I really want? or? or well, what? I'm going to take a pitcher. Here's where I make my move here. Uh, don't Not thrilled with any of the hitter options still remaining. Obviously have a nice foundation there. So I am going to take, um, if I can find him, Oh, he's already gone. So, no, I'm not going to take Jose Quintana. Instead, I'm going to take James Paxton. No, Scott! Take Quintana. Just try to negotiate a trade with the Quintana owner. I want Paxton. All right, so Scott takes Paxton. That, to me, ends uh, a tier of pitcher because Nola's off the board. Quintana's off the board. Tanaka's off the board. Paxton's gone. So I am pretty sure I'm just going to take a look around at some other positions. But, uh see, we got Gene Segura and Xander Bogarts and Elvis Andrews, so I don't feel like I need to take a shortstop. Don't love the outfielders here. Pollock, Upton, um, Cespedes, guys like that. Yeah, let's just take Justin Turner and get a good third baseman here. It feels a little early, 69th overall for Turner. Am I am I going too early there? It's ninth pick of the sixth round or something like that? I think it was, it my, was a very nice pick. My tears say it's between him and Justin Upton. So okay. Um, if you don't need pitching, yeah, no, I think it was a great way to go. And – 
Yeah, I, I think he's I think he could be an elite third baseman. It's just at his age with his injury history, we're not expecting him to get the playing time of some of the others. He I mentioned earlier that Rendon was one of four full timers who had more walks than strikeouts. Justin Turner was too. The other two were Anthony Rizzo and I'm Chris, not sure the Chris other Bryant, one. Mookie Betts. That's, no, no. Mike Trout. Yes, Mike Trout. Yep. Yes, those were the four. Trout, um, Rendon, Turner, Rizzo. So we're getting to a point where he's likely going to be drafted, and I just want to did, – did any of you guys watch uh, any MLB Network last night? I did not. I went to a Johnny game. Cueto was pitching uh, against the Mariners. The Mariners broadcast features uh, just randomly. It has a an Australian uh, color commentator, which is terrific. Uh, I want to po- Johnny Cueto's not in the best shape of his life. Oh no, I, I I don't know if it matters, but um, yeah, he he didn't look great. Well, if he's got a little bit more on the backside, that wiggle and waggle. Do you mean he might didn't look more distracting? You didn't. You mean he didn't look great pitching wise, or just he didn't look like a fit athlete? He he was not in the best shape of his life. Okay, because the line me, was uh, good. He had a good start. Let me read round five or round six rather. It started with Lorenzo Cain, then Miguel Cabrera, Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy, 63rd overall. That's pretty good, right? Maybe. Oh, I, I think it's good. Does yeah, he get healthy? I'm, I'm, I mean, you put I'm him on your concerned. DL. I, we, I, I never expected him to be ready for spring training. They were saying like back in December that he wasn't going to be ready for spring right, training. Right, but they're now saying they're not sure if he's going to be ready for opening day. That's I'm sorry. Big... I meant for opening day. I, I, I meant yeah. – I'm not surprised. And I, but I just – I was operating under the assumption that – Oh, he won't be ready for opening day, but he'll be ready for the second week or whatever. And now, like, um, who was it? Dr. Mike Tanner, was that his name? Yes. Yeah. And his, it, what he's kind of opened my eyes to how, you know, this could really go on a lot longer. And it's, it's not something that I'm willing to invest in at this point. At a position where there are a lot of mid-round options I like, a lot of breakout options I like. I just don't feel like I need to block it with Daniel Murphy if I'm not totally confident in Murphy. All right, so it was um, Cabre- it was Kane, Cabrera, Murphy, Aaron Nola, D. Gordon, Karis Davis, McCutcheon, Paxton, Turner, Elvis Andrews to Chris, Shohei Otani, which too early, right? 71st overall? Yes. Zach Godley, John Lester, Rafael Devers. Now we're into round seven. John Lester, Rafael Devers, Justin Upton to Chris. I, I we really like have run out of pitchers that I'm like excited to take here. I just don't think they make sense. And that's that's why I went Andrews and uh, Justin Upton. I actually filled out my outfield, which Adam I know you hate doing that early, but I've said it a couple of times. Justin Upton in the seventh round as your third outfielder, like that's a pretty big advantage. Yeah, and I can't believe it. I just took Xander Bogarts in the seventh round. I have two starting pitchers, but I don't know. Like I'm not. The, the pitchers that are going now in round seven, to me, feel more like round nine or ten guys. And yeah. I'm just going to keep filling up hitters that I think are falling a little bit too I, far. I think part of this may be that we have done more roto drafts and more categories drafts over the last three or four weeks than we have points drafts. And you've got to move pitchers quite a ways up in points drafts. Well, like yeah, David Price just went, and his ADP is in the tenth round. But when I when I went over that on the SP preview, I was like, I've been seeing him going in the seventh round, which is exactly where David Price just went, and that just seems way too early for me. Tenth round is one thing, but here he goes in the seventh round. I don't know, like Zach Godley doesn't really feel like a sleeper when he goes at the end of the sixth round, which is what he did. 
Um, and he was, not he bad was the guy that I was considering taking if he had made it. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. Don't get me wrong. It's just like you're not really getting great value. So mm-hmm. now here's round seven. Lester, Devers, Upton, Bogarts, Price, Pollock, Jonathan Scope. Um, let's take a look at each position. We've had three catchers come off the board, so we still have Salvador Perez and Evan Gaddis, Ray Amuto at first base. First base is better in points because Carlos Santana and Matt Carpenter should be a lot better in that format. Santana, mm-hmm. Carpenter, Hosmer, Will Myers, um, those guys are still Matt Olson. Uh, second base, we've got Robinson Cano, we've got Whit Merrifield. And Only four second basemen off the board, right? No, six, sorry. Six, okay. So I'm trying to load up the uh, Heath's rankings here at second base. Uh, Ozzy Albies. Yeah, you're you're talking about not being excited about the pitchers here, Adam. I'm not particularly excited about the hitters, too. I think we've arrived at that range of hitters in a points league where you're not looking to fill specific cat like stat based needs. You don't need to you you don't need to get excited about that batting average help or that stolen base help. It's just you're looking for overall production. I think we've entered that range of hitters where there's just so much interchangeability for like the next ten rounds or so. That, like, I, I have a hard time picking out favorites from this group. Yeah, and you got a lot of good third basemen that, you know, you got Travis Shaw, you got Gallo, Beltre, Seeger, but still we're used to, we're seeing them go a little bit later. We're only in round seven right now. Um, Travis Shaw just went. Sonny Gray just went. Actually, Starling Marte went before that. So it's Lester, Devers, Upton, Bogarts, Price, Pollock, Scope, Starling Marte, which got, got Heath very upset. He wanted him. Travis no, Shaw. No, it was Travis Shaw. Oh, it's Travis Shaw. Okay. Well, you like them both, right? I mean, it's fair for me to have assumed yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> might have taken them both at the turn. So, right. yeah, this is a very bad situation because I have Manny Machado in my third base spot, and I thought Shaw would be perfect here. I actually have Gene Segura ranked in that same range, but I don't really want to do that, so I am struggling right now. Okay, I like the outfielders. I think I might put some in the queue. I like Cespedes here. I know you guys probably don't. Jay Bruce, that's probably the only outfielder I like right here. Oh, Buxton. Yeah, Buxton's got to be. Jay Bruce is like, Adam, we're the only two people who play fantasy baseball who like Jay Bruce. Yeah. Like, you obviously can't take him in round eight, right? especially in a three outfielder right? point yeah, league. Kind because of I see I him going like round 12 in five outfielder roto leagues. So maybe we should start looking at relief pitchers. I, I don't know. Maybe. There's only been... What, three off the board? Uh, the big three, well, the big two, and then Chapman. So, Knable's there, but I'm not really, be- yeah, I'm not excited about you, anybody you hate, right you now. You hate to start that run, right? Yeah. The thing is, at least, at least a third of the league is not going to draft a relief pitcher because even though you're telling them to, the rules don't actually require them to. So, I don't think we're going to see a relief pitcher run anytime soon. And I think it's too early anyway. Like, maybe not for Knable if people really believe in him, but I cannot see Roberto Ozuna going in the 80s or 90s. Doesn't that feel kind of early? Oh, yeah, it does for me. I mean, but, uh, you know, I don't I don't like I'm, – I'm kind of with Chris. Not that I want to ban the position, but I don't like investing in relief pitchers in this format especially. And I think I think Corey Knable is a really good example of why I don't like doing it. He is potentially a very good pitcher. He was last year for six months. But his career didn't start ten months ago. His career has mostly been – Pretty mediocre. And if he's a 10 strikeouts per nine guy instead of a 14 strikeouts per nine guy, 
we have seen that Corey Knable is not that effective. We have seen him get drafted. And there he goes. Now. Uh, the end of round seven after Travis Shaw, Sonny Gray and then two second basemen, Whit Merrifield and Robinson Cano. Round eight is Luis Castillo. And I, like, I don't want to say that, that's Heath's pick. I don't want to say it's too early because like, if you want a pitcher, you gotta start taking guys who are going way ahead of their ADP. Do you have Castillo ranked ahead of no. Barrios? No. Okay. But Barrios is coming back to me. There's no, you guys are not taking Jose Barrios. Nobody else is going to take Jose Barrios. He'll come back to me. Luis Castillo was not coming back to me. This is where Jose Barrios gets drafted. Maybe I'll be proven we'll wrong, see. but we'll I would see. be willing to bet that Jose Barrios is coming back to me. Castillo, McCullers, Corey Knable, and Johnny Cueto. All right, mm-hmm. so Scott's up before me, but I'll just tell you everybody who I'm putting in my queue. I have Gaddis and Salvador Perez. I have Yoenis Cespedes. I have Buxton, and I'm going to put some pitchers in there. I'm going to put Stroman in there in a points league. Um, you know, I don't, th- I don't think the injury is too major. I'll put Alex Wood in there, and I'll probably pick from one of those guys: uh, Gaddis, Perez, Cespedes, Buxton, Stroman, and Wood. And we'll see. Scott, you're on deck. The last pick was Gene Segura. Yeah, I was hoping Cueto would make it to me, fat or not. I still think – I still like the innings eating ability. Nobody said that. <laughs> after round um, eight, which, by the way, we're in the middle of. After round eight, I think we should all recap our, our teams, our eight picks. But go ahead, Scott. You are – you will be up shortly. Yeah. What do you got um, right now? What are you looking at? I'm looking at pitcher. I, you know, I, I might like Carlos Santana here if I hadn't already filled first base and utility. Uh, so that's, you know, a non-starter. Um, I, yeah, that's, I, I think it's gotta be starting pitcher for me. And I, I do like Alex Wood a lot. I've, I've, uh, you know, there are some inning concerns there, like uh, there are for every pitcher someone else. at this take, stage. Take someone else. Why? Cause I want Alex Wood and you oh, already okay. took Paxton from me. Uh, but I think, I think his innings <laughs> concerns are of the, you know, he might get a couple 10 day DL stints during the year rather than the, he may only go five innings every time variety. And that's, that's the kind I prefer. Like, Alex Wood has a share of double digit strikeout starts. He's got a great lineup backing him, really good control pitcher. So, um, I, th- I think this is a good pick right now. All right, guys, I need some advice. I took Strowman. Now, Chris, you can go. I'm up. The Nick, the two people at the turn ahead of me or after me, and then ahead of me. Neither of them has a first baseman. I probably need to take Carlos Santana or Matt Carpenter here, right? Yes. Yeah, and I, I, I would, would be surprised if both Santana. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. I'm going to ignore your advice. Carpenter, <laughs> really? Or just not? No, a, oh, Samarja. you took Samarja. Samarja's his boy. I'm I love it. I'm hoping one of them takes a different first baseman. Is that your number two starter? That's my number three. But you'd be fine with him as your number two. I'm fine with him as my number <laughs> yes. two. So I've heard. Uh, Rich Hill goes. All right, so and like, ignoring. I, I don't agree. I don't agree that Santana and Carpenter are basically interchangeable. But if you do feel that way, I think that's the right way to play it. Let the other guy decide for you. Yeah, I, I think they're close to, and Santana. But both of went, these so guys needed a first base. We'll see. They if, may be both gone. Yeah, and if Carpenter goes, I'm fine waiting many, many, many rounds. Right. That was my my next question. Like, you'd be okay waiting for Josh Bell or Joey Gallo or Greg Bird or Ian Desmond or something like that. You could, I mean, you could take them in like the 15th round in theory. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we are, we are through eight rounds. Everybody, let's recap your team. Uh, Chris, why don't you're on deck actually. And Carlos Santana just went, by the way. So did Didi Gregorius. Chris, give me your team. My team is Nolan Arenado. Elvis Andrus, Justin Upton, J.D. Martinez, Aaron Judge, Jeff Samarja, Chris Archer, and Robbie Ray. 
All right, so his three starters are Archer, Ray, and Samarja. His outfield is loaded with Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez, and Justin Upton. And he has Nolan Arenado and Elvis Andrews. Solid team. Uh, I'll go second since I have the fourth pick. I have my infield basically filled, except for catcher. I have Encarnacion, Jose Ramirez, Justin Turner, Xander Bogarts, and I have Mookie Betts at outfield. So Encarnacion, Ramirez, Turner, Bogarts, and Betts. I have Strasburg, Keichel, and Stroman. Chris just took Matt Carpenter, so it worked for you. Worked out. Yeah, somebody they they took took Santana and Hosmer were the first baseman those teams took. Oh boy! All right, so the pitchers I could take: Arietta, Hendricks, uh, Barrios, Bauer. I'm thinking no. I'm thinking no on the pitchers. I could take my catcher now. Kind of think, kind of feeling that, or I could take Cespedes or Buxton. Let's go. Let's go with. I like Cespedes more than you guys do, so I'm going to take Cespedes. Good pick. He's my number two outfielder. He goes 100th. That was the 100th pick of the draft. Um. All right, Scott. Now, what's who's your team? My team, as I prepare to pick here, make your I'm ninth just pick. Make, and... make your ninth pick, and then you can recap your team. Okay. I don't want to put all you right. on the so, spot. So my team is Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, Francisco Lindor, Anthony Rendon, Nelson Cruz. James Paxton, David Price, Alex Wood, and most recently I've added Jake Arrieta to my pitching mix. Okay. So my my starters aren't going to be as safe. That's volatile. But I hope I get like nine of that kind of, you know, like they could be really good. And then I just need half of them to be really good, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah, so who are your starting pitchers again? You have four of them? Um, I have James Paxton. David Price, Alex Wood, and Jake Arietta. Paxton, Wood, Price, and Arietta. Yeah. All right, a lot of potential there. Just a very non-Scott White team. How many outfielders do you have, Scott? I have one, Bryce Harper. Okay. Heath, your team, please. I have Paul Goldschmidt, Robinson Cano, Manny Machado, Lorenzo Kane, and Andrew Benintendi are my hitters. At pitcher, I have Jacob deGrom, Masahiro Tanaka, Luis Castillo, one starting pitcher away from being halfway through with my eight-man super rotation. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, in a league where you have eight starting pitchers, I think you really need to make a, them more of a priority. <laughs> no, you're going to draft relievers, in the draft. right? You're drafting relievers. Um, so my, my biggest dilemma still to this point is the Manny Machado question. And how much, hmm, how important is it to go get a third baseman so I can play him at shortstop? That's That's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, clearly, I mean, Gregorius and Bogarts and Andrews and, and, uh, Segura are all off the board. So clearly now the third basemen are much better than the shortstops. Uh, DeYoung, Trevor Story. Like, Story could be that good, I guess, but these guys are your best shortstops. Your best third basemen are Gallo, Beltre, Seeger. The third basemen available aren't that great in points, though. No. Beltre could like, be. Ga- yes. I think there's a clear, I think Beltre and Seeger are actually the best two third basemen in points. Sano and Gallo weren't really that good in points last year. Um, yeah, but wouldn't you still rank them ahead of Paul DeYoung or Trevor Story? Well, I don't because of shortstop eligibility, but in this case, it right. doesn't matter. So yeah, I yeah. do expect them to score more points than those guys, yeah, I believe. Like, they're not, they're, they're, they certainly stand out more in Roto, but just to be, you know, just for accuracy's sake, I mean, Miguel Sano, 
averaged more points per game last year than Kyle Seager, 2.97 to 2.82. Mm-hmm. And Joey Gallo was right there, too, 2.78. So, what like, was, it's... Do you, do you think we saw closer to Miguel Sano's best-case scenario last year or Kyle Seager's? I think we saw closer to Sano's. Um, but I don't, like... I think there's, a again, a lot of interchangeability there. Like, we're seeing... Like, this format just kind of takes every player's strengths and weaknesses and um yeah it kind of flattens them out yeah. it's just i hate this <laughs> what do you hate just the entire position of my team um i took rysel iglesias because i do think he's fallen too far and i'd rather have him over some of the relievers that are definitely going to go before i pick again i there's not a hitter that i really want to take right now so i'm just going to get a little upsidey and take blake snow Okay. Wow. Uh, let's read round nine real quick. Didi, Hosmer, Carpenter. Oh, Chris, you got lucky that somebody took Hosmer over Carpenter. Uh, I, I actually would have been okay taking Hosmer there. Okay. Cespedes, Arietta, Barrios, Salvador Perez, Will Myers, Cody Allen, Kyle Hendricks, Luke Weaver, and Rysel Iglesias. And round 10 starts with Blake Snell at 109th overall. And I never went over my pitching staff, I guess. Um, I have oh, sorry. now DeGrom, Tanaka, Castillo, Snell, and Iglesias. I will say, you got a better pitcher than your plan. Oh. I, I know that you believe that. What Did somebody take Barrios? Did I say his name? Yes, yes, yes they did. Uh, I think Blake Puig. Snell's a better pitcher than Jose Barrios. Yasso Puig off the board. Plant my flag. I'll just say that, like, I don't know. Well, oh boy. Gosh, like for all of the Jose Brios has given us no reason to say he's worth this draft pick. Mm-hmm. He was better last year than Blake Snell. All right. So, so if we're just going on past mm-hmm. evidence based, then I think that you would have a hard time making that argument. So listen, guys, um, let's talk about something here. All right. I really want Byron Buxton. I might get him. I'm four picks away, five picks away. Uh, but I don't have any closers and I only have three starters. You know, it's like I have Strasburg, Keiko, and Stroman. One of my you don't starters, have to have any closers. I'm gonna have two closers. One of my starters is gonna be on the DL probably to start the season. So like, what do you do when there's somebody you really like but you don't necessarily need? And the best pitchers available right now, like I got, I might have to take a closer instead of a starter. Um, who are the best pitchers? They're they're not that good. We got a real closers. well. I I think you'll find a lot of disagreement as to who the best pitchers are, which is why you can probably you can wait and possibly still get your best pitcher. The best pitcher for me right now is Danny Duffy, but I know he wouldn't go anywhere near him. So it's, uh, it's Buxton, a fair question. Buxton off the board. Uh, I think the best starting pitcher is Tanner Roark. Yeah, I, don't, I think I'm I think I'm going to take a reliever here, or maybe he, he is way down in my rankings, but it's it's a Totally legit argument. The most recent uh, picks Roar could be the best. are Snell, Puig, Braun, Bruce, Bauer. Ooh, look at this run of Bs. Braun, Bruce, Bauer, Matt Olson, Byron Buxton. Four Bs and five picks. Amazing. Scott, you have to pick somebody whose last name begins with B. You did. Oh, you Al Bs. You picked Ozzy Al Bs. I like mm. that. All right. I need a closer. I like hey, Sean Scott. Doolittle. Just... Were you about to take him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Doolittle for me is my first of two closers. And, boy, I need some starting pitching. I think I'm, I think it's time for me to neglect hitting for a long time because I've got good hitting. Encarnacion, Ramirez, Turner, Bogarts, Betts, and Cespedes. I love my hitting. I only have three more spots to fill. I've got to go heavy starting pitcher. In fact, 
I probably shouldn't have taken Cespedes. I probably should have taken a starting pitcher instead. Um, there's just, yeah, I, I, I don't have enough starting pitching. It's a bit of a regret, but at least I have Strasburg and Keuchel. Hooray for me. All right, Chris, you took, did you take some? Oh, you're on the clock still. I'm sorry. I have not picked yet, but I will pick John, John Gray. Gray. See, he thought John Gray was the best pitcher left. Like, so many, this is like, I think now we're in the point now where there's a lot of pitcher interchangeability, which maybe means you should, Zag back to hitting. I don't know. Yeah, I did maybe. with my last pick going Ozzy Albies, even though I only have four starting pitchers. So um, that plan isn't going exactly as I hoped. But I still plan to draft a lot of pitchers. Yeah, it's time. It's <laughs> it's time for us to go on our pitcher run. A lot of other owners have already done it. So uh, Gray, then Danny Duffy, Adrian Beltre, pick 120 overall, end of round 10. Round 11 begins with Ronald Acuna and Trevor Story. I was hoping to go Albies Acuna here. Oh, Homer! Only, only got half of it. Well, Who, who's gonna bat lead off for the Rockies? Uh, Lemayhu, I would assume. Yeah, that's who I picked. DJ Lemayhu. Okay, time for me to take a starting pitcher. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to the rankings here. C- can you guys just tell me who to pick, please? I I think there's been some talk of Ian Desmond leading off, and maybe Rymel Tapia when he plays. Um, I don't know I that, I don't know that they're going to have in AAA. Uh-huh. I don't know that they're going to have a very consistent leadoff man in Tanner Colorado. Roark. Obviously, it was Blackman last year. I well, took Roark. If it's Ian Desmond, it won't be a consistent leadoff man. I meant to take If it is, if it is. Oh my goodness! Well, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Tanner Roark. Great pick. So after Roark, Scott White, you're on the clock. Scott White would be a terrible pick. Yippee. Um, <laughs> Zero fantasy points. Yeah, that, w- that wouldn't be a good one. I can't deny. Wrong side of 30. So there's not the Acuna <laughs> here for me to... Not in the worst, best shape of his life. ...get excited about. Uh, you know what? I'm back to pitching, and I'm not... I'm actually going to pick out an order because I don't think anybody wants Danny Duffy, really. And I'm going to take one a pitcher who I feel like people might want, Charlie Morton. Danny Duffy has already been drafted. Oh, has he? Yes. <laughs> Somebody did want Danny Duffy. Oh, okay. Okay. I, was, I was just focused on Acuna going and Miss Duffy going in the same range. I so would that, have taken yeah, him. Obviously, less of a dilemma than I thought it was. That guy took both of your guys. Okay, uh, so Scott takes Duffy. How many pitchers do you have now, Scott? Mike Clevenger? Oh, Five. Ian Happ, Mike Clevenger are the next pitchers. Does anybody have fewer pitchers than I have? I have four. Well, I have four starters, one reliever. I have four. I have four starters and one reliever. All I right. have four starters. Okay, so I, I feel okay. Looks like our, our listeners went more starting pitcher heavy than we did. Um, after Clevenger, we are waiting for a pick now. Let's just randomly take a look at Matt's team. Matt just took JT Ray Amuto. So Matt has, where are you, Matt? What is your team name? All right, we'll, we'll get Matt's team in just a second. This is, uh, really well done here. Um, what's our next <laughs> pick, guys? I am three picks away. And uh, the best players on my board are almost universally relief pitchers and catchers. I don't feel great about that. Paul DeYoung is still up there, but again, that gets back to the whole third base versus shortstop debate. And if I can play either of them at a position, I'm going to choose Joey Gallo over Paul DeYoung. So Joey Gallo will likely be my next pick. All right, now let's take a look at Matt's team. Matt had like the seventh or eighth pick. He has Ray Muto, Bellinger, D. Gordon. Carlos Correa, 
Starling Marte, and Will Myers. Realmuto, Bellinger, Gordon, Correa, Marte, and Myers. It's not great hitting. He would but, like you to know that D. Gordon and Will Myers will be outfield eligible. Yeah, and he will play them in the outfield. He should not play D. Gordon in the outfield. That would be a big mistake. I don't know if that's true. At, at this five point category where he hasn't drafted. Yeah, in a five-category league, he can be a it's useful five. outfielder. But he also just hasn't drafted any outfielders, so he needs an outfielder or a second baseman. I'm not sure your options are any better or worse at each spot. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Like, at the high end, outfield is definitely thinner. But, you know, if, like, you know how much I like Ozzy Albies. You know I like Scooter Jeanette. If I've already drafted D. Gordon, it's nice to remember I can move him to the outfield if I, you know, if I like the value of either of those guys and the appropriate point comes up. Right, you so guys here, have catchers? Here, hold on. Here's his, here's his pitching staff. Sorry. He's got Scherzer, Darvish, Cole, Quintana, Bauer. No, not Quintana. He's got Scherzer, Darvish, Cole, Bauer, and Ozuna. So, it's a good pitching staff. Yeah, it's a good pitching staff. Not great hitting, but good pitching there. Good job, Matt. Uh, Heath, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't decide what to do. I think I'm just going to... Ugh. I'm going to pick more based on what I think this player is going to be worth, even though he might come back to me because Jose Barrios didn't. <laughs> you took so Wilson it's a good Ramos? process. I took Wilson Ramos. I think there is a... That's what you have to do when you're at the end. Yeah. I don't That's like That's why it. I hate picking at the end. Yeah. It's not great, but I do think Wilson Ramos will be worth this draft capital. I think he's the best catcher left available. I don't know that there's a huge difference between him and Salvador Perez, and there may not be a huge difference between him and Wilson Contreras. But you took... You now have Ramos over Gaddis. In points. In points, okay. Man, you know... Look at the pitchers that are available. Do you like them? Because I don't. I really don't want to take Gio Gonzalez. I think he was so lucky last year. I like some of the closers left. Yeah, I like the closers too. But this is a points league, so you know they're they're not as valuable as starting pitchers. Not even well, close. What do you like? Some of the hitters. Yeah, I like some of the hitters. I I like yeah, I like a lot of the hitters. I like the third baseman. I like the first baseman. Take one of them. But they're going to be there in a few rounds. I need pitching. I got four pitchers, and one of them's going to start on the DL. You think I should still go hitter? No, I'd go pitcher. But <laughs> I, there are pitchers I like. You just said you don't like any pitchers. Well, who do you so. like? I mean, it's only a mock, so I need the listeners need to know who who do you I like? I like Chase Anderson. Yes, that's and, my first one. Yeah. Um, I think when, in from a context where innings matter more than ratios, Gio Gonzalez is fine here. Uh, Heath was saying the other day that he was just waiting for. Like he was just hoping Cole Hamels made some kind of statement about something he's doing different so we could have some hope for him this year. And that happened finally yesterday. Hamels had a great start, four strikeouts in three innings. He's introducing his slider to his arsenal, and it was responsible for two of those four strikeouts. He says, I need to get more strikeouts. So, like... There you go. That's exactly it's, what Heath was looking for. It's not necessarily a reason to move him way up in projections, but it's a, it's reason, a reason for, for hope. Yes. Yeah, and because we know he's at least an innings eater in this format, I'll lean into that. Okay. You know what? There, actually, there are some guys, some pitchers I like. I put them in my queue. Um, I'll just say who they are since it doesn't really matter. It's a mock. Chase Anderson, Aaron Sanchez, in no particular order. Well, Anderson's off the board. Scott took him. So now I'm up. Uh, Sanchez, Hap, Garrett Richards, Corbin, Tyone, Hamels, Dylan Bundy. And uh, I think I'm going to take, you guys kind of convinced me to take a shot on Kevin Gosman. Um, yeah, that's a pitcher I like. 
All right, I'm going to take Kevin Richards Gosman. is another pitcher I like. There are lots of pitchers remaining that I like. All right, we'll do uh, we'll do like maybe ten more minutes on the podcast here, uh, real quick before before Chris makes his pick. You got to go to cbsports.com/fbt and sign up for the commissioner product. cbsports.com/fbt. You can tell how much you can customize by how badly I screwed up this draft because it was so customized already. I wasn't able to uh, per- uh, perfectly uncustomize it. But, yes, you can do categories. You can do roto. You can do points. You can do 10, 12, 14, however many teams you want. CBSSports.com slash FBT. And make sure you start watching CBS Sports HQ. Download the app. I watch it every morning now on my Roku. You got it on your Amazon Fire, uh, Apple TV, any connected device. Watch CBS Sports HQ. It's 24-7 streaming sports info. News, scores, highlights, always on, completely free, freaking awesome CBS Sports HQ. You can also go to CBSSportsHQ.com. Did you make your pick, Chris? Yes. What'd you do? Jameson Tyone. There you go. All right. Who is one of the many pitchers that I like a lot here. I just feel like such a hypocrite because, like, when we talked about these guys on Tuesday – Wednesday? Wednesday, I think. Like, I wanted Tyone Gosman as reserves. And I did not draft that way. And well, that's in a league where you only need five starting pitchers. But he was my fifth. Gosman's uh, my fifth. It doesn't even I think matter. Other people may have taken really pitchers faster, though. Yes, they did. And I didn't adjust to it. Is what I'm saying. I don't know that I did the wrong thing. You know, it's not like, okay, you didn't get five of the top 40 starting pitchers, your draft sucks. No, I mean, it didn't work out the way I thought it would, but I actually do like my team. My pitching staff is Strasburg, Keuchel, Stroman, Roark, and Gosman. I'll load up on some more high upside guys. Um, All right, so how many of us have a catcher? Not it. Heath does. Just Heath. I think he's the only one. Yeah, I was upset that Gaddis went. God, catcher sucks. Yeah, I will not be looking for my catcher at, maybe until the last round. At this point, I probably wouldn't take one until the end. Adam Eaton was picked not too long ago. I'll go through some of the other picks. Um, Adam Eaton in a points league is a good pick. Ramos Gaddis, Wade Davis, Edwin Diaz, Mike Mustakas, Domingo Santana, 138th overall. Brad Hand, Chase Anderson, Gosman, Tyone, Pomeranz, Ian Kinsler, um, Alex Colomay, Kenta Maeda, Chris took Kyle Seeger. I mean, Kyle Seeger is just a beautiful fallback option, 147th overall. And I'm seeing all these closers going, so Brandon Morrow is my pick. I have two closers. I took them in rounds like 10 and 13. This is round 13. Um, how many of you have two closers at this point? I have zero. I have zero. I have one. Who do you have? Oh, Rysel. Rysel Iglesias, yes. So should I not have taken... Brandon Morrow, is that a reach? No, it's fine. I like the closer we get to opening day, the more it looks like he will, in fact, be the Cubs closer. Yeah, tremendous ratios last year. Uh, there are other closers I like more, but because I think they're safer, like he might be the most dominant closer left. Uh, okay, but you don't necessarily want to have in a head-to-head points league. You don't want to have two closers in your first thirteen picks, typically, right? No. No, I mean, like if if like if Knebel has is a great value, if 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 I find a great value at closer, I'll take him wherever that happens to be. But 
almost certainly won't do that with two closers. And I don't have a problem just taking whatever table scraps are left. I mean, 12-team league where each team is only able to start two closers, which is in theory how this would have been set up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, there probably not a lot of people are going to draft a third closer to sit on their bench. So, like, there are going to be closers left. And, you know, it's it's not like you're literally going to get the last of the 24 either. So if I wind up with Melanson and Familia as my closers, that's that's fine with yeah. me. Maybe they stink, but if they stink, then someone else will replace them, and it's no big deal. And here's another positive to that. If you're in a league where, like, everybody, every closer needs to be owned, the second one becomes available, the second there's a closer change, just about everyone in the league is in on that guy. If you're in a 12-team head-to-head points league or a 10-team head-to-head points league where only two closers are started, or two relief pitchers that are typically closers are started, well, when someone becomes a new closer, I don't know, three, four owners might be in on him. You have a much better chance of getting that guy off waivers if you so if you want him. I mean, there's a very good chance 10 of the 12 teams are happy with their two relievers at the point that transition happens. Right. And then- you know, maybe the other one's not even paying attention that night. So right. you, you don't – it's uncontested pickup. Exactly, yeah. All right, so we are getting a lot of closers off the board in rounds 12 and 13 of this 12-team league. Colome, Maeda, Seeger, Morrow, Gio, Porcello, Hector Neris, Aaron Sanchez, Garrett Richards, Ender Enciarte, and now Jake Faria. Colome, Maeda, Seeger, Morrow, Gio, Porcello, Neris, Aaron Sanchez – Garrett Richards, Inciarte, and Faria. Almost no hitters in this round. Heath has the last pick of round 13. But it looks like Kyle Seeger and Ender Inciarte are, are two. Yeah, now Heath takes Taiwan Walker. Two hitters in round 13. Um, yeah, all right. People, we got some good high upside pitchers left. I still have like four or five in my queue that I really like. And there are really good hitters left too. Eddie Rosario. Eduardo Nunez, Castellanos, 157th overall. Castellanos is not gone yet. That this is exactly where Nick Castellanos feels good going. Yeah, I. My thing is maybe even a little earlier. I know why people are a little down on Adam Jones, and he's not exciting. But like 400 fantasy points is still a starting outfielder in a points league, right? Well, yeah, I, but I, what, I, what but, about the 300? What about the 453 Nicholas Castellanos put up last year? That's that's true. He yeah, did like do that. Four, Joe, Jones has done it over and over and over. Right, but 400 is probably closer to Adam Jones's ceiling than he's his I, floor. I don't know. How, that's that's his. It's his lowest. 401 is his lowest mark since 2010. Yes, he's ranged from 401 to 521. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's not. Well, he's well, not getting 521. He was 26 years old. He's not getting. That, that was the last time he's been below 400. Right. I'm not. But I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying below 400 is necessarily what I expect. But he's not doing 500 again. Oh yeah, no okay. way. He's, he I, is what he is. That, that's that's fine to say. I just when you say 400 is closer to his ceiling than his floor, I don't think that you, that's what actually what you mean. It's exactly what I mean. So you do expect him to be below 400. No, I think 400 is closer to his ceiling than his floor. I think his floor is probably like 300, and his ceiling's like 430. Who's the best? Who are like the best two or three pitchers that are on the board for you guys right now? For me, the the two I rank the highest are Dylan Bundy and Michael Fulmer. But I I'm kind of more I'm more interested in Cole Hamels than Fulmer at this point. Okay. So, and then 
Heath, I don't know. You want to weigh in? Give me a couple pitchers that are your highest ranked. Uh, definitely Hamels is my highest, and Corbin would be second. Right. So think of those names: Hamels, Corbin, Dylan Bundy, and I forgot the other one. Scott said, "Sorry." Uh, Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer. And then, like, I'm looking at there are a few hitters that I'm very excited about. Cast at this point, Castellanos. I'm not going to take Rugnet Odor because I don't need him. But if I didn't have a second baseman, Castellanos, um, Greg Bird, obviously I like him more than others. Uh, Castellanos just went. Yoan, I was okay. winding up to take him. Yoan Moncada is still available. I do think we are at a point where the, the hitters are better than the pitchers. Uh, yeah. It's just been a run of pitchers. I mean, that, I guess that makes sense. We had, we had 10 pitchers taken in round 13, and here we are in round 14. And here's what round 14 looks like. This will be our final round of the podcast. Adam Jones, Nomar Mazzara, Felipe Rivero, Andrelton Simmons, uh, Patrick Corbin, Nick Castellanos, Zach Cozart, Scott takes Eddie Rosario. All right, well, you guys have convinced me. Cole Hamels for me. And I will hope to get Moncada or Greg Bird. Uh, Greg Bird in the next round. Chris, your last pick for the airwaves. So I don't want to go off the podcast without a... Without a reliever, without a closer, so... Oh, thank you. I've got to pick somebody. And I guess I will go with the guy... There are three closers that I like. I'll go with the guy who's not currently battling arm issues, which is Calvin Herrera. So that's my choice. My other options were Mark Melanson and Juris Familia. Juris Familia is dealing with arm tightness, has given up, like, five runs in five and a third, uh... And Mark Melanson had some troubling quotes after his uh, first outing the other day, talking about how his arm just doesn't feel right. Ooh, oh, that's not good. Those are the two guys that Scott was like, well, if I had that with Melanson and Familia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see those quotes from Melanson. Um, but neither did Familia is not a big concern for me yet, but, you know, obviously something to keep an eye on. Well, he had nerve surgery, right? No, he had a blood clot. Yeah. Yeah, and he came back last year, so and he it looked good at the end of last season. Got roughed up early, but by the end he was looking good again. Gregory Polanco and Dylan Bundy, and Polanco is another. I should have mentioned him in the you know guys I want category. Polanco one sixty seven, Bundy one sixty eight, and we are done, merci- mercifully done with this podcast. I do want to thank our listeners though, because after a rough rough start with some auto picks, they actually came through pretty damn well. They drafted relievers. Um, had a really good draft, actually. You know, it was a pitcher-heavy draft. Uh, not necessarily at the very beginning, but maybe, uh, you know, starting with mid-third round and after that, got a little pitcher-heavy. And uh, you might have to adjust. But then again, as we just showed you, between Garrett Richards, Cole Hamels, Dylan Bundy, Kevin Gosman, Taiwan Walker, there are guys that we like late. So, you know, doer's choice. <laughs> Uh, a good conclusion there, Adam. All right, so that's uh, my worst outro yet for my worst podcast yet. Monday will be better. We'll talk to you then.